up, what's up? Take over podcast in the house. This is your boy, Superstar P. And we got Chef in the house. What's up with you, Chef? What's going on, man? Oh, man, man. You know, we up here in Shreveport, Chile. What's going on down there in San Antonio? Ain't nothing but some hot weather, man. It's February, but it feels like it's the middle of July. I know, right? Man, what kind of... I don't be understanding, man. It's February, but we get like 70-something degrees. Hey, I'm wearing cargos every day like it's Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. But this ain't... I, I don't know. I don't mind cold weather, but then I don't mind 70s weather in February neither. Yeah, I ain't gonna complain because, man, I can go look at them boys up north and then it's snowing. I, I, they can pass on that one. <laughs> but the only bad thing, like, from down here, it'll be 75 one day, and then it'll drop down to 46 the next day. Then it'll be back up to, like, 70 degrees the next day. Hey, man, bi- bo- uh, bipolar weather, man. Bipolar, man. That's all I got to say, man. I know, right? Bipolar weather and stuff. Man, you ready for this trip to Houston next month? Hey, man, I'm geeked up about that trip, man. You know, it been working in school so much. I, I, I need that little vacation slash, you know, work that we're going to be doing. Right, right, right. And while we're down there, man, I got in touch with uh, Slaughterhouse. And then they're going to meet up with us, man, you know, treat us out to some drinks and stuff. So it'd be good to finally see them. Oh, yeah, like DJ Khaled say, some major moves, major move alert. I know, right, man? They gave us that platform every Friday at 530 to 630, take over podcast show has been syndicated, so make sure y'all check us out every Friday. Plug it. Gotta plug it. Plug it in, plug it in. Make sure y'all follow us on the Takeover Podcast Show on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, the underscore takeover 903. I mean, we don't do too much Twitter, so don't even worry about that. Yeah, we're not as hip as we shit on the Twitter. No, you know, I spend a lot of time on the gram, though. So, like the gram, that's what's popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking Man, of. Man, what's what? Oh, go ahead. What's been going, I was about to say, what's been going on in the in the sports world these days, man? Um, NBA trade deadline. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the deadline was a little weak this year, man. I was kind of disappointed, maybe because, you know, I, it was some good moves, but no major moves that was going to, sh- you know, shape, you know, the contenders. Like, I still didn't see anybody that was going to make a move where they were going to contend against Golden State or Cleveland. Did you? Um, no. Nah. Nah, not even close, because the Pelicans, they got DeMarcus Cousins, but they ain't nowhere close to contending. Yeah, I think that the Demarcus Cousins move was was good, but I feel like they're gonna they gonna give. Um, they, I think they're gonna sneak into the playoffs, and I think they're gonna give the Warriors all they want because the Warriors are uh, are backcourt heavy. They don't have nobody for them two bruisers inside, so if they can find a way to get to the A spot and get into them games and slow it down, you know, I feel like the Warriors still get them four two. But you know, I think it'll be a good series. I don't think it'd be a good series. I think the Pelicans would squeak out a couple of games, but that game, that series might go five games, six if we're lucky. I'm saying five. Because mm-hmm. the Pelicans just don't have enough firepower. Because the bigs, you got to think the bigs on the block. Somebody has to get the ball to the bigs. Golden State, your stars got the ball in their hand. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that's the advantage for Golden State, but then you, you got a solid four 
You got four All Stars and you're starting five. Man, that just seems like that's just unfair I, to have four All Stars. I, I mean, I mean, th- think about that. You got four All Stars and you're starting five. And you got a, you got one of your when you won the finals, your finals MVP is coming off the bench. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not even fair. Now, one thing I did want to get to. Uh, what do you think about that Lakers move hiring uh, Magic Johnson? I, you know, the, um, I, go ahead. I would say it's it's a it's a a breath of fresh air. It's just something new. They needed to make a move because uh, Cup checking them boys and uh, her brother they weren't getting the job done. It's no way you was gonna let the have the Lakers in the bottom of the NBA for multiple years. They they needed a change, man. I think Magic going to come in there. You know, I think that's going to attract some of these big-name free agents that's going to be coming available in the next couple of years. So hopefully he can lure them guys in there. They got some nice young players like Brandon Ingram. Honestly, I don't know if he's going to be a dynamic player in the league. I would use him more as trade bait if, if I was running the, uh, the place. But, yeah, I think, I think Magic Johnson was a good move for them. I mean, they had a chance to get rid of Brandon Ingram. Uh, for DeMarcus Cousins, and for some reason, they didn't pull a trigger on it. That's part of the reason that, uh, what's his name, Jim Bus? Yeah, yeah, and Mitch Kupchak, both of them got fired for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the reason they gone now. I mean, they ran that franchise into the ground. I am no way, by shape or form, a Lakers fan. I can't stand them. But at the same time, it's such a valuable, historic franchise. You hate to see them go through stuff like this. You know, right, right. The, the Lakers... It's nice when it's nice when you got all your, your 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 good teams. You know those teams that got championships: the Patriots, you know Cowboys, Steelers. And you look in the NBA, you got the Celtics, the Knicks, the Lakers. It's good. It's nice when those big market teams are you know actually in the playoff race. Right, right. I mean, every I'm telling you, ever since the Mavericks swept the Lakers out the playoffs in 2011, the Lakers have been in nosedive. I mean, think about it. They have not been the same since. That's right. And then when Jim Buss took over operation, it just even got worse. I'm like, where's the pride? Where's the purple and gold pride? I mean, where's the lake show? Where is that? Yeah, I knew it got bad there when they missed the opportunity to get the um, um, Aldridge. Aldridge? Anybody. (laughs) Anybody. Just think about it. How do you not want to play for the Los Angeles Lakers? You in LA, you in great weather, you in Hollywood, you you on a um, a franchise that's won seventeen titles. You know them endorsements gonna be there just being in LA. I mean, you in LA, and, and you don't want to play there. You're like, no, I'd rather go to all these other places. I'd rather go to San Antonio. I mean that might be that might be for other reasons because Greg Popovich is there, but come on. Hey, shout out San Antonio. I ain't a Spurs fan though, but hey, I live down here. All right. But if you gave me the choice of San Antonio and LA, I'm going to LA. All right, me too. I'm gonna put on the purple and gold, because the purple and gold, I mean that I mean that's history. I mean, that's a legacy. And and you can't get no top free agents. You get Moscow and Lou Al Ding. You paying them top shelf money too. I, I understand mean, you gotta let you gotta have somebody come off the book for man. We're giving out ninety we're giving out ninety mil for four years for Lou Al Ding. Come we, on, bro. We get Brandon Bass and 
what, what is this? I, I, I can't. That's not even a contending team. You can't even tell me they're going to get to the playoffs with a team like that. They have it. I don't got to tell you. They have it got there. They, I mean, the one good thing about Magic, Magic knows basketball. Now, we ain't seen him in the executive role. Right. But, I mean, it, it's got, you can only go up. You couldn't get the worse than what you had. Because what you had no. was complete garbage. That, garbage. That was terrible. Terrible. Because this thing, Mitch Kupchak wasn't starting to do a bad job until Jim Buss got in there. Then you added the two together. Then you got the product of what you got now. But hopefully people can understand Magic ain't going to be able to turn this thing around in a year. It's going to have to take right. some time. It's going to take some draft picks. Um, it's going to take some smart trades. It's going to take some free agent movements. But Actually, him in place will probably attract more free agents there, big name free agents. Cause then nobody want to play for Jim Bus. I think that's what it came down to. Then nobody want to play for him. Mm-hmm. I think that has all that has, uh, goes into play. I just think Magic has that little swagger that's going to attract you know some of these younger guys too. You know, just having the name in there of the Magic Johnsons wanted to play for him. You know, he seems like he's going to be a a player, you know, executive, you know, somewhere where, you know, players will want to go play for. But you're right. I just feel like, you know, Miss Kupchak and, you know, and, and West, they just sat on their hands the whole time they were there. You just think they can, you can go by with the Laker mystique after a while. That's going to wear off. You got to put some players in there and play. Ain't no Kobe's coming through the door right now. No Shaqs. You're not having them glory days coming back right now. No. You got to go out and get it. Yeah, Exactly. There's another thing that was on my mind too. I was watching uh, Undisputed the other day, and they was talking about T.O. So, mm-hmm. so I want to get your opinion on him being snubbed at the Hall of Fame. Oh man, like uh, I've been talking about this with a couple of people, and you know everybody got their own opinions. I just think that what's the criteria to get in the Hall of Fame? Like, is it, it are we talking about strictly football? Then then it shouldn't be no questions asked. The man finished in the top three in almost every statistical category for receivers. And we're talking about a whole, you know, what you do on and off the field. He still should be good because, honestly, he didn't have no run-ins with the laws. He wasn't out there beating his girlfriends and wives, you know. We just talking about some, you know, extra, you know, pizzazz in the locker room, maybe a little distraction. You going to keep that out the Hall of Fame? A top three receiver? I just think it's petty, man. You know, they need to... They need to clear up the guidelines of what's the criteria to get into the Hall of Fame. Because right now, it seems like it's just a popularity contest, how that went down. You know, man, I- I'm going to tell you the funny thing about it. I watched Chris Carter up here acting like he was some kind of angel. And, you know, I've seen, I watched Chris Carter on sports shows for years. And all he do is talk down. He talked down about Des Bryant. He don't talk down about T.O. Now, Chris Carter, I've been watching football for a while, and I remember when you were snorting that dope when you was playing for the Eagles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chris Carter moving that dope. Hey, look at me, damn it. Don't you smoke crack. Don't you? <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, you going to hey, jump? All the, if you're going to jump, jump. Them, <laughs> all of them. Michael Irvin, I told you, we got. I, our uncle told me he saw Michael Irvin doing the line of that booger sugar 
off the steering hey, wheel hey. at a at a Texaco. Hey, <laughs> in broad daylight. Hey, but 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 that's a difference. Michael Irvin don't be on TV talking down like Chris Carter do. Right, right. Chris Carter talk about how T.O. acting, how he wasn't a team player. Chris Carter, you was a diva receiver. Right. You snorted dope. T.O. didn't snort no dope. You did. He put that powder to his nose. <laughs> I mean, Minnesota gave you a chance and you rebuilt your career. Man, Chris Carter, you couldn't do half the stuff T.O. do. Now, Chris Carter has some better hands. He didn't drop as many balls. But Chris Carter makes me sick. Another day, another subject. But anyway, you look at T.O.'s numbers. He's like number two in touchdowns, number three in touchdowns, number two in catches. I mean, it's flipped one way or the other. His numbers speak for themselves. Now, at Canton, on the Hall of Fame bust, it has your stats. It doesn't have nothing else. It ain't like nothing else. It ain't like when you send your four and five year old to school and they come back with a smiley face sticker for good conduct. Mm-hmm. And man, if that's what we want, then you know it is what it is. But the Hall of Fame is supposed to be for your stats only. Until now, uh, the T.O. got up there. That's all it was. But now they want to change it to something different. About oh. He was this in the locker room. Since when the locker room had anything to do with the Hall of Fame? Because if you want right. I bet you I could go in that Hall of Fame in Canton right now and probably pick out 200 people that was probably assholes in the locker room. <laughs> I'm t- I mean, come on. I mean, uh, are we going with this now? Hey, hey, uh, quick question. Is, is LT in the Hall of Fame? Oh, hell yeah. He was first ballot. <laughs> and he hey, should be. Then if we ain't talking about off the field, then, hey, you got to put my man T.O. in. Look, I, I, understand, I understand how he not... Uh, he should have been first ballot. Look, L.T. was first ballot Hall of Famer. He should have been. I don't care what he does off the field. I don't care what he does in the locker room. I, don't, I do not watch... As a fan, you do not watch the locker room. You do not watch off the field. You watch the kickoff until the final uh, gun. That's it. And if, if anybody and if anybody said they don't, they lie. Ain't no way. If they, if I was watching the game and the Cowboys about to play, they told me Dez Bryant was late to the locker room. He not going to start. But it's on you, Chef. It's you you make the call. Oh shit! You better put him in the game. And that's the part. I don't care if you late to means or not. As a fan, I want the best player for my teams on the field. I don't care how they get there. I don't care if they were drunk the night before and you had to drag them out the club and you put them in pads. I want my players. Yeah. Who gives a damn? Now, now this is the telltale. I'm telling you right now. Randy Moss is up for the Hall of Fame this year. Now, this is going to expose the hand of the Hall of Fame. Are you gonna let are you gonna let Randy Moss in? Now he was a cancer to the teams too. He was on about six different teams. So how you gonna justify letting Randy Moss in and not T.O. in? See playing favorites. Hey, now they gonna put themselves in the predicament. You know what I mean? Now if you mm-hmm. let Randy Moss in first ballot, now you have um contradicted yourself. Now you talk about locker room and all that. Randy Moss came on TV and said he plays what he wants to play. You ever heard T.O. say that? <laughs> Have you seen T.O. take a playoff? T.O. Huh? T.O. went to the Super Bowl 
on a bum ankle and caught nine catches for 122 yards. Man, wasn't that thing fractured? My, my man played with a broken ankle. It, it, he broke it against the Cowboys in yeah. the regular season. Came back, caught nine catches for 122 yards, and 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 people still got on to my he was selfish. <laughs> he was the best player on the field, at least for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. If if he wouldn't play that game, the Eagles would have got monkey stumped, probably fifty to zero. So I, I mean, the, and then you can. It, now it's leaking out. Oh, T.O. played for too many teams. Oh, T.O. led the league and drops. And, and now, now here's the contradiction once again. Who has thrown the most interceptions in NFL history? Brent Favre. And he's in the Hall of Fame, ain't he? Yep. Case closed. So you talk about drops in the season. You got the man who's thrown the most interceptions in NFL history in the Hall of Fame. And he should be in there. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But don't be trying to find excuses. Hey, if you don't want the man in there, why don't you just come out and say, we don't like him, we don't want him in. Right. Quick, come up. And then um, Dan Faust, he played for too many teams. Jerry Rice played for the 49ers, the Raiders, Mm -hmm. Broncos, and the Seahawks. That's four. Randy Moss played for the Vikings, the Raiders, the Patriots, the Titans, the Vikings, yeah. and the 49ers. Ooh. Hey, a matter of fact, Randy Moss played for three different teams in one season. Bruh, when you elite, you become a mercenary. You go, hey, I'm coming to your team for one reason. We're trying to get this chip, you know? And you're going to use that. How can you even use that against somebody? Man, the, the media. Most, multiple teams wanted him. Hey, if T.O. played five teams, that means five teams wanted him. Yep. That's the way I, I see what, it. I don't know where you start getting points for, I guess, loyalty to a team. Because they sure don't have no loyalty back. Look here. Yeah, he, can see, he, he know they ain't got no loyalty back. You see how the voters did? <laughs> Terrell Davis is in the Hall of Fame. Now, don't get me wrong, Terrell Davis was a good player, but he had a maybe a five-year stretch where he was great. That's it. Yep. Now, his career was ended by injury. I get that. But T.O. played, what, 15 seasons? Mm-hmm. And at least 13 of those seasons, he was great. So, once again, where's the justification of keeping him out the Hall of Fame? I don't see it. They just, they full of shit. Let's just call it for what it is. And, you know, and that's that. Man, and they, they and the crazy part is, Randy Moss is going to get in this year. He's going to get in first ballot. Hey, I'm telling you, if they let him in first ballot, they better let T.O. in the same season. Or it's going to be some trouble. Oh. You know, if they let Brady in now, though, and, and if they do let T.O. in, the David's still been done because he should have been first ballot. Oh, the only reason they would let Randy in because he's a, he, he works for ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that looks good to the media, which is smart. Randy and T.O. should have been first ballot. I mean, Randy still might be first ballot, but T.O. should have been first ballot. If not first ballot, they should have slapped him on the wrist like, hey, you was a bad boy. We ain't letting you in first ballot, but we'll let you in this year. 
but they ain't do it because the media's full of shit. Man, and it's crazy. Man, hey, I was going to tell you something. I, I saw something today that was interesting, and it had a picture of LeBron James dunking on Michael Jordan, right? And on the pick, it says, uh, will LeBron dominate in the 90s as he does now? And I was trying to figure out, I was like, I don't know, because the game back then was a lot more physical, right? But the players, if you go back and look at how they play, the players were a lot slower. I don't think they the combination of strength and speed that LeBron has, I feel like he could play in any era and still dominate. You know, I was looking at the comments and everybody was like, no, you know, everybody was, you know, everybody's riding Jordan nuts and everything. Like Jordan had never missed a shot. Man, look here. The players <laughs> today are probably, you got more athletic players today than you did back then. Right. Let's remember, LeBron's what, 6'8", 250? Something yeah, like he that. He might be a little bit. He might be a little heavier than that now. Now, like I don't care what era it is. Fifties, eighties, nineties, two thousand. It's hard to stop six eight two fifty. That carries. That carries. Right. <laughs> so he would have been good. He would have been great. Dominant. I don't know. But I mean, questions like that is too hard to gauge. Mm-hmm. But who gonna guard him back then? I I don't know who would guard him. Really. You know, people always come up, man, the game was this, and these players got it soft and all this. Uh, whose fault was that? The players that asked for that. That was the NBA that did that. Right. You can't fault me for the rules that I'm giving. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It ain't my fault I was born later than you were, and the NBA decided they wanted more scoring. I can only play by the rules that's given to me. You know. Go ahead. And don't, and don't get me wrong, the NBA, I, I, I watched the 90s, like, don't get me wrong, they, they play physical, but that's not act like we was out there with some brass knuckles knocking cats out. Oh, they, like, damn, you know, they damn near were. <laughs> they, you, you, you right, but you still have to have some kind of skill to play, so to say that these players, just because they got roughed up, then they couldn't be able to play, these these cats still can ball. They seven foot shooting 25, um, and shooting threes from half court, like, <laughs> yeah. These they these these cats are super athletic. That these them dudes back then, I don't know if they could stay with them. You know, like I say, it's hard to say. Games don't change so much due to the NBA. I mean, you know, people say could Jordan do this in this era, or could Steph Curry? Steph Curry's a shooter. If he could shoot now, mm-hmm. he could shoot then. Exactly. Uh, the, the goal was ten feet then. It's 10 feet now. Yeah, he could do the same thing. You know, uh, I don't know why all these old players hate on, like, oh, we could have did this and we could have did that. Shut up. And half the jokers talking ain't win no championships. You didn't even dominate your era. How you, how you talking? <laughs> right. You know, I remember when Steven Jackson said that that Warriors team that beat the Mavericks could beat, beat last year's Golden State team. Oh, then y'all lose in the second round in Utah. <laughs> the damn winning team? Yeah. <laughs> so how the hell you going to be the 73 win team? Man, shut up, man. Hey, hey, man, y'all don't even know why you brought that back up, man. My heart still hurt from that, boy. All the wins. Oh, nothing. God, man. But the crazy part is about that is we, I don't know if people understand that we, we Mavericks fans. But let me uh, put this back in that. What year was that, Jeff? 
2007. That's, that's the year after we lost to uh, Miami. The in the, yeah. You're right. We got the best record in the league. What we win? 64, 67 games, something like that? Mm-hmm. The last game of the year, Golden State is fighting to get in the playoffs. I think we played the last game and we sit out our starters. We let them in the playoffs and we drew them in the first round. Once we drew them, I said, that is a, I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's a bad matchup. I remember how we played them in the regular season. And in my mind, it's like, Baron Davis, Matt Boy, I was like, they got some bad boys and they're going to be playing reckless. I was like, that's a bad matchup. I think we had Sean Bradley, uh, Josh Howe. You know, we just had some not so mobile guys. Man, we got, but you man, know, Oracle was pumping and jumping, man. We got ran out the gym. <laughs> that was Avery Johnson's fault. Anytime, and I mean anytime, you go 0-5 against a team in the regular season, and the last game of the season, you got a chance to put them out, you need to put their ass out. Now, see see what happened right there is you got the number one seed men, uh, mentality. You don't want people to see you vulnerable. If you play your players, they're just like, oh, you scared of us. You yeah. don't want to play us. You, you're damn right. You beat, me so all, you, you beat me all five times this season. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, but that's the that's the point though. That they don't want to, they don't want people to know that. They don't want their team to know that. No, so you got that, you're trying to play it, Mr. Cool. That is stupid. We played you five times. You beat me all five times. Mm-hmm. What makes you think I'm gonna turn around the playoffs and beat you four times? If I got a chance to put you out, I'm getting rid of you. I don't care what nobody else think. There's 14 players in this basket in this locker room. It's about what we think. And if we got a better chance of winning and by putting you out against a team that don't whoop our ass all year, I don't care. I'm putting them out. That's a killer mentality. Yep. That's a long, that's a long, you looking down the road instead of looking at, hey, uh, you know, let's just go ahead and win this game. But this is a bad matchup, and that, and that hunts us to this day. Man, I remember what Sean Bradley getting dunked on by uh, Baron Davis. Uh, oh, that was that was terrible. Uh, the the, the words of Charles Barkley, that was terrible. Do we really have to talk about this embarrassing stuff right now? No, nah, I think I, I think that's enough. I think I want to take a little more sip of this wine. Uh, yeah, yeah. You keep drinking that. What you got, Moscato or something? I don't know. Some old, you know, that good old eight dollar barefoot or something like that. I think. Hey. That barefoot is twelve bucks. Cause I just bought me a bottle today. <laughs> no, it ain't because I paid eight dollars at HEB down here in San Antonio. See, that's why you need to come on down here and stop playing. You paying four dollars over what you need to up there. Hey man, these roads up here is raggedy. They need that full dollar. Man, the roads been raggedy since I was born. They ain't fixing them. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, man. So, Chef, what you um, what you got in your? Uh, I, ain't, I almost said tape deck. Man, ain't nobody had no tapes since about 1995. So what's in your in your playlist right now? I mean, what you listening to? Uh, right now, man, honestly, uh, you know, the Migos is jamming right now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if people understand them. You know, they you know some people don't like the mumble rap, but you know when you're the creator of the room, not the creator, a three six kind of had the style before Migos. When Migos kind of did a 2.0 with it. But I'm not gonna lie. They, they, their album culture, that thing is jamming. Uh-huh. Listen to that. Um, Big Sean drop. So I'm listening to that. It's pretty dope. 
uh, I'm still listening <laughs> to uh, Chance the Rapper Coloring Book, and that dropped like a year ago, but still jamming. Then I go back and forth to some days I be listening to Big Pokey. Some days I be listening to some West Coast. You know, it just depends on me, man. I'll put it on shuffle and let it ride. Right. But, you know, some of the the cats that I've been looking at, you know, a couple of local cats back home, you know, I come across their videos and they pretty dope. Right. Other than that, man, you know, I keep my constant rotation going. Right. Man. What? What, what you got it? What you got over there in your tape? No, nah, you can't get off that slick. What you, what you order bumping in the ride? Yeah, man, I, I actually though took it back to the house, man. I've been back on the Texas stuff. Slim Thug dropped that. Welcome to Houston. I need to look. I need to listen to it again. I listen to it once, and sometimes you don't catch it all the first time. Mm-hmm. But I know he took it back to the pure Texas style, so I got that. Welcome to Houston. And really, man, I've been playing a lot of old stuff. Like that 8-Ball MJG on top of the world. Inside looking out. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been jamming still that little Kiki. That, uh, that old DJ Screw. Uh, Swisher House. You know, a lot of old stuff. So, not, nothing really new. I listened to that new Future. And it didn't grab me the first time, so I'm gonna have to try it again. It, to me, it wasn't like that CD he dropped before, so. But you know, he just dropped another one uh, today. Yeah, so I hadn't even got a chance to even listen to that yet. Honestly, it's like Nelly did at that time when he made that sweat and suit or whatever it was. Right. He had that one where he had a whole bunch of kind of smooth melodies on one tape, but then the other one was a little bit more upbeat. Right. So that's kind of what Future did, cause this this the second one, uh, the first song though, man. As soon as you turn it on, man, hey, that man got a little intimate about you know a situation with Sierra. I ain't gonna you know say what was said. I'll let y'all go listen to that that first uh, that first song or nothing. But hey, you know, it, it actually why I like that second album we put out that thing's called Hendrix. So mm-hmm. that was that was pretty bumping. I'm still listening to uh, Schoolboy Q too, man. He's he pretty dope, man. I'm still listening to Blank Face. I actually went back and been listening to some of that old Scarface. Ah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know, you look older than me. You know, I know you're going to continually stay in them 90s. <laughs> it, it, it ain't even about, I don't think it's even about age. It's just, you know, uh, the mumble rap era. I mean, it's really more missed than hit with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just went back to what I'm familiar with. And you know, I don't, I don't knock anybody that listens to the mumble rap and listen to the new rap because we all got decisions. Either you listen to it or you don't listen to it. You know, I try not to even knock it. A lot of people just completely knock it. It's trash, it's this, it's that, it's this. I mean, you got two choices. You listen to it or you don't listen to it. I mean, peace. Hey, and- same thing I same thing I've been saying. Since when you know when y'all when everybody used to listen to uh, Screw in, in Texas back in the day, some people were like you know up north be like, man, well, that's whack, man. Hey, why, why y'all listening to that? But you know, hey, either you like it or you don't, bro. I mean, I mean, Screw that's Texas culture. I mean, that's what we do. Right. That's what we listen to. And like you said, yeah, you like it or you don't like it. You know, right. um, I've been listening to a lot of local rappers lately. You know, uh, Jack D, uh, Capo LB, Billy Broadway. Red Dollar Gang, you know, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all keep holding it down, man. Y'all keep putting out them hits. But, yeah, uh, man. Other than that, man, 
I'm getting back more to the Texas slash local market again because the local artists put a lot into that, you know, into their work. It's not right. it's not commercialized. They don't have a record label telling them what to put out, what not to put out. You know, like my boy Ricky Lat, he you know he he reminds me of Andre Three Thousand. You know his style and how he sounds. Now he makes pure music. Right. Pure music. It's not commercialized. It ain't talk about strip club and drugs and guns and all that. He just makes feel good, pure art. I ain't gonna call it music. I'm gonna call it art. You know? So Man, honestly, honestly, man, that's what we need in life too, man. Like everything can be I feel like <laughs> I feel like in in music, there's a place for everything. I tell my boy, like, I was like, it's nothing wrong with, you know, the booty shaking music and stuff like that. You know, people used to always be like, man, you know, the Travis Porters and, you know, people that used to make more music for the strip clubs and the clubs. I was like, what you want the girls to be in there dancing to uh, Nas, one mic? Right. You need, you, you, it's certain records for certain times. So I'm not going to knock, you know, a mumble rapper because, you know, he making, you know, you know, maybe club music because that's needed for the club. But I still I still love the fact when I can hear somebody make some true music. I listened to Ricky Lat. He had a, a he did a, a video. I listened to it and I was like, man, it's so dope, man. Just something a, a feel good tune. I can listen to it with my you know with family members around. You know, I think right, that was just right. a, a breath of fresh air. You know, just being able to put on something that you don't have to have a sense of version to. Right. And uh, Capo LB he said it um, best on the interview. He said, you got to have a balance. You know, you got to have a little bit of this, a little bit of lyricist, a little bit of mumble, a little bit of um, strip club music. You know, you got hip hop, but you got different versions and forms of hip hop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be just straight lyricist. It doesn't have to be straight just team backpack ciphers, you know. You got to the basic fundamental of rap where anybody could do it. And you got the high advanced level to your Nas and, and you know, the Hobson and all them lyricists, uh, Shaha, the Prince, and all them. But even even taking the step further, man, I don't even think it's, you know, sometimes of, of lyricists what, when it goes to it. I just think that I feel like the rap game is a gumbo pot. I just think that it's just a bunch of different styles that people take from where they from. You know, you know how they express themselves, and I think that's what make hip hop. You know, if little Yachty wants to wear red dreads and you know, you know, have fruity pebble teeth, and that's on him, nah. man. You know, and if people like his music, then that's cool. If it's not for you, then don't listen to it. You know, I don't want to have that old man on the you know porch mentality. Now, I did see something I I didn't like. I saw a video clip where it was young lot, young Yachty and um, little Yachty. See there, I don't blame that shit. Little Yachty and some of the younger rappers kind of like, man, fuck them old rappers. They don't know what they talk about. They, nah, you can't be disrespecting the pioneers that laid the way for you. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, they were just coming off just totally disrespectful. Like, man, fuck them and Man, this it's what we gonna do and now hold up. No, hold up, young boy. You know, these people, the master P's and all them, they paved the way for you to come in here and do this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If they didn't do what they did, you wouldn't be able to do what you doing. 
Now, these are OGs in the game. You know, so you just can't come in and tell like, what you going to do, what you ain't going to do. Yeah, I feel it. But you always going to have them couple of heads to think that, you know, they're above whatever, whatever. But I think it's still, you know, some of these young cats, they, they paying homage. You know, a lot of them working with these older cats, you know. It's doing good, but it is some of these young cats that are actually keeping the lyricists around too, man. All these young cats ain't out here mumble rapping. No, they not. Like, like there's a lot of young. It's a lot of young MCs that's you know really doing some big things, you know. And some of my my favorite MCs, I'm trying like my boy my boy Cole, my boy Cole going on tour. I'm trying. I'm still trying to figure out which one I'm gonna attend. You know, they gotta. <laughs> I like he Cole. Gonna be here. He gonna hey. He gonna be here in Austin. I mean, he gonna be in Austin. He gonna be in Houston. He gonna be in Dallas. But hey. I think I got my eyes set on that Vegas. He gonna be in Vegas July the eighth. I might have to be in the building for that one. Hmm. You know what I mean? I may have to take, take uh, the takeover on the road. Uh, hold on, I'm getting a vision. Takeover takes over Vegas. Yeah, man. Uh huh. We're gonna be rolling. We're gonna be rolling. Hey man, did you get a chance to check out um, Beeman and Timmy? Oh, hey man, I, I like them cats, man. They got a uh, a, a good flavor to them, you know. They, I think they from they from Alabama. Like I want to say Mobile. Hey man, you know both them they flows, you know really, um, they, they they flows really you know help each other, you know. Um, they's real real good smooth flow that they have. I enjoyed their taste, man. It was, it was dope. Man, them dudes, are nice. That, them freestyles they was laying down, them ciphers. Oh yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It's hard to believe, like, man, these guys ain't signed. Hey, man, a lot of these artists, you know, are avoiding them kind of deals. But the social media, you can get your own kind of buzz about yourself just through that. You don't need these record labels. Even now, um, I heard Big Sean in an interview saying that, you know, um, he doesn't even really put out hard copies anymore because you have to have them out by a certain day. And, you know, it's easier just to go ahead and stream everything, you know, straight live. And then you get a lot more control over than the label. And he said he only he signed a, a distribution deal. So that way you keep all your publishing and, and, and you know, all your work to yourself instead of having to get that, you know, that what they call it, that 360 deal. <laughs> right. You know, when you get pretty much you sign your life. Well, a lot of these guys are just like, hey, I just need you to actually help distribute my my music. I can put, I can put my own buzz out about myself. Right. Yeah, that is true. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure they break through sooner or later because they just too nice not to. Oh yeah, them dudes got big things coming today. Come their way, man. Heck yeah, man. Uh, I mean, because th- that's half the reason we create this whole unsigned hype segment for the show to showcase, you know, local artists and. Artists that's not getting that, uh, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? Just getting that exposure that yeah. they need, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we ain't got the biggest platform, but we are offering something. So, I mean, if you're an artist on the rise and, and you want your song played on the Unsigned Hype segment, you know, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on the email, the.takeover903.com at gmail.com I mean we got different you can hit us up on the gram whatever man we try to get your song on there I'm like we, we ain't no producers or nothing but we are offering a platform for P 
people's stuff to get heard. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to get interviewed, you know how to hit us up. Same email, Facebook, the gram, you know, DM. DM us on the gram. We get it. You know, we uh we ain't denying nobody. It might take us a while to get to you because the traffic don't picked up because the unsigned hype segment has got popular. But hey man. Give us a give us a second. We will get to it. And a lot of times, you know, <laughs> it takes us a while to get back to you just because we actually go and listen to your music, man. You know, I, I don't listen, I'm not gonna just listen to one or two songs. I'm gonna listen to your whole catalog back here. Yeah. So when we get sent music, I listen to it. Chef listen to it. BA listen to it. We sit here and discuss it. If we got like, hey, are we gonna feature this artist or is this something we gonna pass on? But we listen to it. You made the effort to make it. We gonna listen to it. I mean, that's the way I see it. And don't get me wrong, we not no, you know, musical geniuses. We just some average, ordinary guys. But we the, the kind of people that's gonna be listening to music. You know, and the majority of the time we always still put the, you know, the unsigned hype. I don't, I don't know too many times we had something that came across the desk that was. You know, uh, kind of poor. So, oh, uh, it was one time. We ain't gonna say no names, but man, what in the hell was that? Hey, man. Sometimes you know, some <laughs> times I just say, I'd be like, man. Sometimes maybe this dude need to stick to that day job. <laughs> you know, it ain't for everybody. I'm t- a lot of the stuff we get is good. What just so happened this one time, man? We got some stuff and, ooh, man. Um, no. Nah. And unless you know, sometimes that's why I feel like everybody, you can't have a whole, if you're an artist, don't have a lot of yes men around you, because you need to have some boys that's going to keep it real with you. If, you. if you put out something whack, you need some people that's going to be like, hey, that was garbage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't have no yes men around you. Terrible. But boy, Chef, it was good having you back on the show again there, boy. Oh, yeah, we're going to start doing this a lot more frequent now. We got, you know, a little bit better access to Shreveport, to San Antonio connection. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we had to work on some things, get the long distance podcast down, man. We got something that works now. So, Chef will be a regular on the show now. You know, um, badass Billy still on paternity leave. He got hey, changing up, changing them diapers, baby. <laughs> Changing them diapers. He got his newborn son, and you know, we can all understand that. We've been there. So his priority is there right now, but we holding it down for him, and he'll be back as soon as possible. And then we're going to have all three of us on the show, all the owners, and that's the way we're going to keep it for a while. Every now and then, one of us might be missing the soul, but no one man is bigger than the TakeOver Podcast show name. We going live. Going live. Already. Yeah. With that being said, man, it's time to do the unsigned hype. And the unsigned hype for today is going to actually be Beeman and Timmy. We're going to give you all that mathematics remix. It's a freestyle they did, and it's quite nice. So I don't know how many people have ever heard it, but we're going to give you all a chance to hear it. So for myself, the chef, any last-minute shout-outs, chef? Uh, nah, man, you know, everybody out there, you know, living it day by day, check by check. Y'all keep your heads up, man. Oh, before we leave, it, it is a couple of people I want to shout out. I want to shout out Slaughterhouse Radio for syndicating us, having us on every Friday at 530. That is slaughterhouse.com. 
they gave us a home. We appreciate that. And maybe we look forward to meeting y'all down there in Houston. Shout out to the Ian Gleason show. You know, they gave us an open invite. We could come back and we will come back and drink some more alcohol with y'all boys. Well, I was the Ooh, one that showed up last listen. time. I'm coming this time though, guys. Don't worry, I will be there and I will be able to take a drink or two. <laughs> oh, Chef will be there. More than likely, badass Billy will be there. So we're going to have a full table this time. So I like uh, Ronaldo's Soul Show on K-Ham Radio from 6 o'clock to 6.30 every Sunday on kham.com. You know, she's the one that offered me the very first platform to do the interview. They got the ball rolling, so I still owe a lot to her. We appreciate you. Go check out her music. She has it on most music platforms. Man, I guess. Oh, my boy D, the uh, Supernatural Barbershop man, for holding us down since day one. Appreciate oh, yeah. you. Appreciate it, boss. Yeah. Already. But now, to Beaming and Timmy, Mathematics Remix from Chef. From Superstar P. We out of here. We live. Yeah. Uh. Oh, what's what? Uh. Your boy beaming. Yeah. Let go. I set my face set firmly, fakish don't concern me, come around me, but I'm clowning while that grape shit's burning, this journey's been a godsend, I ain't even hopped in, I'm Stockton, Kenny Lofton, Coughlin, winning the only option, and more and more often, I'm creeping in they top ten, they shot when they see me, they like, whoa, that is not him, dropping them pot lemon, not kidding, they mock different, guess I cop a new whip, two chicks and walk different, they think a raw image will cover up their flaws, and listen, act raw to all y'all saw that they small business, I just sit back, sip that tall Guinness, smile, give a pause, throw to the dogs finish a squad scrimmage would only hand you a loss pimping you offer them lost with it i'm beckham you just posh with it pause with it never the b stands for better sever whoever in the path of my endeavor clever never no pressure the effort that the exit has allowed me that pleasure yes i'm down for whatever i'm hip-hop's reddit they gonna have to give me credit shooting with my eyes closed and <laughs> this shit is getting f uh. You're just another page in my book And I'm the king of the castle in the land of the crooks Timmy Mob, deep leave, everyone shook No look, bounce pass, beam team with the hook Got 25 lighters on my dresser I'm trying to get paid with this ski mask Waving around this AK Here's the stick up, inhale the good I'm a power bunion ish, wish a motherfucker would Timmy kill Bill, five fingers of death 36 out of the chamber, so protect your neck Whole dirty bastard RZA from the underground T Plus the boy been savage since the world met me Die hard, go real. I ain't no church in the wild. Tigers, Panthers, and Gators, wild pigs on the prowl. So, what you gonna do when the last black dragon in the white knight uh, come for you? It's the prince of the coast, considered to be the charming type. Bleeding orange and blue is true. There's nothing like an Arbor Knight. I'm not the Harvard type or one to start a fight. A lover, not a fighter. I ain't even got an arm and knife. I'm being honest, we about as hard as mice. And that's the difference. We top shelf, they bargain price. I torch rappers, yeah. Bonjour, actors. Doesn't mean you can spit because you're snap back backwards used to be a talent show where greats got together now it's a fashion show where shades match the sweater which in turn match the belt that's alligator leather but how that goofy belt gonna make your rhymes any better i just let my wordplay hurt they ambition any given sunday not thursday you can't miss it miss it miss it miss it 
I'm effervescent with the shit that I am kicking. Five minutes with the pen and your love, what was written, we're incomparable. You know what my crew would do, and if there's any doubts, I can leave a blue screw or two without Steve. I'm sick, minus a sneeze, no acetaminophen, in that bill, and no relief can alleviate the symptoms. Rhymes in my prescriptions hit a quick eight bars, you blink, but didn't miss an oxima. Heard my songs, and they only kept bumping it. My flow broken, kind of something that you ain't fucking with. They cheer for my existence, prayed for my demise, forgot my inhibitions, tried to dress me in disguise. Cheers to my resurrection, send up an applaud for the one who kept it real and never gave in a fraud. Yeah, and your girl said that I am a beast, fucking fall asleep in that pussy, resting in peace. Yeah, dude.